With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is The Ride with Royce. He's going the distance. Any chance we're on the radio here? Yes, we are live here at the Minnesota State Fair, the 2018 That's good. edition. Uh, my guest, Hondo, is over here entertaining the crowd. He's just like the mayor. He's, uh, he's too uh, busy to uh, involve himself in the show. Uh, Hondo the Magician is with us. Is this your first fair appearance with us, Hondo? Here, you need this. You need this. You need that headset to uh, talk to us. This is my second appearance with you out here. Okay. I can't remember. Boy, that had to be a while back. I think it was six years ago. All right. Well, it's uh, great to have you. Uh, We we thinned out here a little bit in the driving rain, but we'll get some people to participate in the tricks. Now, we got a big trick coming at 415. Not trick. We don't call Do we call them tricks? Yeah, we call it an interactive piece of amazement. Okay. An interactive (laughs) piece of amazement. At 4.15, we're going to need someone to participate in the card game, in the, uh, in the card uh, amazement. And also, now listen in. If you're listening, at, go get yourself right now a deck of cards, right? A deck of cards. And sit at the kitchen table, and you can, pl- you can participate in this amazement also. Uh, and if so. you're not playing with a full deck out there, you only need nine cards. You know, so any nine cards, no jokers. Correct. No jokers. Any nine cards, whatever nine cards you want, right? Correct. Okay. Wow. We'll, uh, we'll see if this works. Or what do you think, Reaver? Should we do somebody here in the crowd? Or well, should we, we get somebody on the phone to see if, it, uh, if, if they're at their kitchen Why table? don't we see if someone wants to participate <laughs> and wants to step up to the microphone and I can okay. have Manny grab one of those wireless mics that's yeah, right behind Yeah, but we're not going to do it until 4.15. Oh, we're going to do it at four, right now. No, yeah, we can do it, it here. That's fine. We want to give fair warning to the people who are listening if they want to participate in the card amazement. They're going to have to go to that uh, junk drawer or the kitchen Find drawer, a, a open deck of the cards. thing up, search through, and see Find if Find the a deck, deck of cards. That's yeah. right. Uh, Hondo, uh, we were in some communication here. Now, Hondo uh, was involved with the Addicts Brooks American Legion team. 
and we just celebrated. And I nobody gave me a heads up. This would have been a great column. I think you send it to me at noon the day it was taking place. Too late. But tell me about the Attics Brooks Legion reunion we just had in St. Paul. So it's just amazing. <clears throat> we know this Minnesota State Fair has been going on forever. Fifty years ago, I was on a team, a summer baseball team, American Legion, uh, Attics Brooks in St. Paul. Yes. And two state in 67 and 68, we won the state championship. And we had Dave Winfield on the team, his brother Steve Winfield, a bunch of guys from Creton and other local area schools. And uh, we decided to put on a 50th uh, reunion. So Steve and I and uh, St. Paul. Uh, and how long did Attics continue to promote base, uh, Legion baseball? Do you know? Well, I did it go into the 80s? Or? I, I think it kind of fizzled in the late 70s. Uh, okay. I, I don't know exactly what year. Did it start after the war? So how many years of uh, Attics Brooks baseball was there? Well, my, do we know? My first familiarization was when I got introduced to the coach, Bill Peterson. Yes. And he was a young kid, about 27 years old, when he started coaching. He was only nine or eight years older than his players. That's when I got introduced. Manny, uh, you might have been on the team. Did you? Were you there when they went up to Cold Spring? Yes. Okay. I was working at the St. Cloud Times. Okay. And Cold Spring, you know, is this citadel for baseball fever. Mm. It was a much smaller town then, but it still had this gorgeous ballpark that it has today. Fantastic ballpark. And... Addix Brooks must have been 68. Would you, would you guess 68? Uh, that, that is correct. Because I think they were the defending state champions. Okay. And the Winfield brothers were coming to town. And there was not a lot of diversity in Stearns County baseball back then. <laughs> and honest to God, I think it was a Saturday night. And however many people they could fit into that ballpark and around that ballpark and stand around that ballpark, there had to be 3,000 people there wow. for a Legion, don't you think? Mm. Legion baseball game. It was unbelievable. That's amazing. I, I still, I don't remember what happened in the game, but I remember the view of those beautiful lights on a summer night up in Cold Spring. And uh, this team from St. Paul, it was treated as if it was uh, Satchel Paige's roving all-stars yeah, yeah. coming there 40 years earlier. Can I share a Winfield story? Sure. This was St. Cloud. And before the tournament started, our team was walking toward the dorms where they put us up. And uh, a team from was that, was it the state tournament? Or yes. Was? Okay. This was that tournament. So it, this was in, in St. Cloud, not Cold Spring. Yeah. And so uh, the team from Ely was walking toward us. And Dave Winfield goes to the biggest guy on the team, who was actually bigger than Dave. And he walks up to him and says, excuse me, you ever heard of a cat named Winfield? <laughs> and the guy says, I can't say that I have. He says, well, you will. <laughs> and Dave walks on by. And he did. Uh, and Dave ends up hitting uh, hitting 500 in that tournament. Uh, he pitched a winning game, hit two home runs, and he was the tournament MVP, and we won the state. So, as fate would have it, the two teams crossed paths after the tournament was over. The big kid walks up to Dave, and, and he says, you were right. And uh, he said, but I have one question. What baseball bat do you swing? You know, Al Kaline, yeah, Harmon, yeah. Killebrew, Winfield, without any hesitation, says, man, I have a Dave Winfield 35-inch. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave was very confident. That's right. Playfully confident. Some, some thought it was cocky. I never did because he, he was such a nice guy and such a he loved the game, and he, he always was, backed it up. Is Steve only a year older? Steve's one year older. One, so uh, was, was he on both those teams, too? He was. 67, he was, and, and he played Was uh, Winnie's last year in high school 69? Then? Yes. Okay. Steve, you've covered amateur ball. Steve played amateur ball till he was 55. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So when Dave got his 3,000th hit, whenever they're in events together, uh, 
Steve likes to point out, I've got 4,000. <laughs> well, and, uh, uh, yeah, that, and Dave, of course, uh, still has yet to play his first minor league game, right? Never played a minor league game. I don't think he ever rehabbed, did he? I don't think he did. No, but he went right to the big leagues. Yeah. Drafted by four professional teams, two professional basketball teams, right? And NBA and ABA. You know who I uh, ran into here yesterday? Bill Cafferty from Alexander Ramsey. He was on that Alexander Ramsey team. He was a sophomore, but they beat St. Paul Central in the 1970. So Winnie had to get out of high school in the 70. 1970. No, Winnie was six. David was 69. I thought. Oh, yeah, you're right. 1969, Ramsey. 70, South St. Paul on that region. 1969, Ramsey and St. Paul Central at Williams Arena in the region final. Mm. And Winnie was about the fourth best basketball player on that team. <laughs> they had, they were fantastic. And uh, Ramsey beat him. Because they had Steiner and uh, Rick Webb, the guards, and they beat them. But I ran into Bill Cafferty there, and and he uh, he recalled the uh, the woes of trying to guard that lineup that he uh, <laughs> did yesterday. But uh, that's uh, yeah, that Addicts Brooks uh, would have been a, a great piece. And of course, Billy Peterson managed him for how many years? Uh, say that again. How many years did Billy manage Addicts? I would say our uh, coach Addicts probably somewhere in the eight to ten range. I don't mm -hmm. know exactly though. And and Billy's still in good health? Still in good health. I think uh, he wouldn't mind me saying it because he announced it the other day. He, he's about to turn 78. He still coaches in the RBI, the Twins yes. uh, Major League Baseball, Reviving Baseball in the Inner City program. And he, he is as enthusiastic and uh, into it as ever. Uh, and the kids who have ever had been coached by him, awfully lucky. You know who else is an Addicts Brooks alum? Who's if I'm that? not mistaken, Paul Molitor, isn't that he? That is correct. Oh, yes. really? Yes. He played there uh, f four years Paul later. Paul was four years after me, mm -hmm. and uh, they also won a, a tournament with Paul yes. Molitor playing. Yes. Uh, so, uh, okay, now are you ready out there in listener land? We are going to have the, uh, what do you, what? What do we call this? A interactive uh, this card could, game. This could be the card trick that has the most assistance uh, participating at one time ever okay. on the radio. Okay. So we want you to get yourself nine cards or pick, you know, out of a, out of a legitimate full deck of cards, right? And uh, then uh, listen along. We're going to get someone to play here with Hondo and see how it works out. From the crowd. From the crowd, All yes. Right. We'll be back. All right, this is the ride with uh, Ricey. We're at the State Fair. It's raining. Uh, not as hard as it was earlier, but it's raining enough to be annoying, that's for sure. We don't know what's going on at Target Field. Obviously, the field is covered. Hondo the Magician is here with us. Now, Hondo, we want you listening out there. Do you have... All right. Now, everybody out there in the listening audience, you got your nine cards in front of you? I'll give you, what, 10 more seconds, 15 more seconds to get your nine cards in front of you. Now explain the uh, explain the magic here, Hondo. Here we need uh, sound here. We've we've pulled up Chris Rick uh, from the audience. He's going to help us out here. He's going to be the live representative of what everybody does at home. So we're going to walk you through a process with your nine cards, and uh, hopefully you'll be amazed by it. Okay, uh, Chris, what's your background? Uh, I'm I'm from Stillwater. 
Okay. I'm a CPA. Okay. Well, uh, you know your math then. And uh, a football official too. A football official, correct. And uh, they're boy, they're ble- they're uh, begging for guys like you, aren't they? Right. Are you guys uh, are they finding officials or not? Uh, it's still down there, but uh, I think we got the varsity season covered for high okay. school, and then I uh, dabble into the the college ranks as well a little okay. bit with the Division three stuff around okay. town. Okay, so. all right. Are you, are you like most of my accountant friends, or would you say you have a personality? <laughs> I got a personality. Right. Okay. I'm glad we picked you. All right, Hondo. Uh, Hondo the Magician. Uh, get started here. Okay. You got nine cards. Folks, if you're out there in listener land, sh- shuffle up your nine cards. Uh, that's what Chris is doing here. When you've completed that, hold them in your hand. Fan, fan them open and take a look at the third card from the top. Just look at your third card memorize it and put it back in the same position now close up your stack memorize your card this is a spelling trick so do you know what your card was chris i do all right so it has three parts the first part is the value the second part is the word of and the third part is the suit okay right so starting with the value i'm going to have and folks at home whatever the value of your card is right now deal in a pile in front of you one card per letter of the so if it's a four it would be f-o-u-r if it's a seven it would be s-e-v-e-n so just deal out the value of your card one at a time do you want me to say it no no, no just no. just just do it and you do that at home as well and now put the stack on top so that you are now have a full stack pick up the full stack now we got to do the word do you, want, do you want me to uh, tell how many he dealt out or no no no, no i don't think so okay. uh, now you deal of and you put the stack on top again now you've got the suit do you remember the suit now the suit is plural so it always ends in an s so whatever the suit is one at a time dealing down and then put the stack on top now All we're right. done now we're done except for one thing People say, can you do magic on the radio? Well, we're doing it. And uh, <laughs> let's see if it works. So let's spell the word radio one letter at a time from the pick up the stack radio, R-A-D-I-O. One, two. Now, that's the last letter, right? Correct. What was your card, the one you picked? The nine of hearts. Ladies and gentlemen and the folks at home, you should have your card, the nine of hearts. <laughs> it, worked. it worked right here. It worked right here. Good job. I hope it worked at home. Can you explain that, Chris Rick? I cannot explain. It. <laughs> <laughs> now that is uh, that's why he's the amazing Hondo. You know what Muhammad Ali would say to you right now? Right. You are the devil. <laughs> now, if you have time for a sequel while yes. he's up here, it's quick. Yes. It's quick. These are little bigger cards so hey, the folks out there can have see. some people call in and tell us if it worked or not. Yeah, we we 651-646-8255. Jonathan back at the studio will notify us if yes. we've got a successful caller. So that mm-hmm. last trick, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call in the business uh, a self-working thing. It's just the magic is in the spelling and, and the math, which mm-hmm. is what I used to teach. But this one here is different. So I'm going to have you pick a card at random. Now, you can, Chris is with me up here. You can either know what you're getting or be surprised. What's your preference? Uh, I want to be surprised. All right. Then I'll just shuffle. I'm just going to mix till you say stop. Stop. All right. Now, we'll go. I'll give you three choices. The top three. Touch the one you want to use. The third card. All right. I'm going to set it down right there. We're not going to look at it. I have uh, a little prediction. I'm going to set it on top. Snap, snap. Wouldn't it be amazing if the value of your card is in here right now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Is it? Ah, uh, well, no. What does it say? We got a phone number. Phone a friend. Oh, so hold on. It says phone a friend. You remember who wants to be a millionaire? That show on TV? One of the lifelines was uh, phone a friend. So, uh, okay, uh, okay, hold on. All right. Um, 
I'm just taking this number, uh, 867, okay, because there's a number here, folks, at home that uh, I'm going to write. A, oh, interesting. I'm going to dial it. See, I'm a Gemini. I'm actually calling myself. Half of me is here with Patrick. The other half of me is back home in St. Paul. Let's see if I'm home. Now, I'm going to put this right up by the mic. So, you, you go ahead. You can look at your card. All right. All right. Hi, this is the amazing Hondo. I can't take your call right now. I'm on the air with Patrick Roycey out at the Minnesota State Fair. Oh, and if this happens to be somebody calling from there, can you explain why you just selected the Six of Diamonds? Come on. Stop it. Sure. Come on. Oh, my Stop. God. The Six of Diamonds. That's ridiculous. Stop how did, it. How did I do that? How did you do that? It's what amazing. do you think, ladies, ladies and gentlemen? Yay. Let's hear it for Hondo. You know, Pat, you did you did solicit for phone calls, and we do have one on the line. I'm being told Monica from South Minneapolis. It also worked for her. Hondo's so good that this even worked for people listening on the radio okay. outside of the Minnesota State Fair. And period. that's how you do magic on the radio. Are you there, Monica? Monica. Hello, yes. Monica. Hello, Patrick. Hello, everyone. Are you amazed? I am. I couldn't believe it. I... <laughs> I never win at cards, and I won today. Okay. <laughs> so what was your card, dear? Seven of hearts. Seven of hearts. Were you skeptical? Yes. <laughs> well, how about did you hear the last one? Yes, I did, and the fact that he even called himself, and he knew ahead of time what it would be is amazing. Well, is the entire deck sixes of hearts? No, <laughs> no that's important no, to show. They're no, all it's not. They're right. not all. Uh, that trick would have been easier to do if they were all the oh, same. Yes, color. that's, that's right. Well, Monica, uh, <laughs> we have. Thanks for helping us You're do welcome. magic on the radio. It's not something that's been done before. Hopefully, it'll improve the ratings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Too late. Okay. Uh, that's that's fine. We're just we're just having a good time now. Thank you, Monica. And uh, Reavers. Yes, sir. What do you think? I'm blown away. I mean, I've seen <laughs> Hondo in person before. That's amazing. And I've seen the YouTube clips and everything like that. And then you see it here in front of you at the Minnesota State Fair, right mm -hmm. on our stage, and it still just it blows my mind. So here's my question. With all the TV stations around here with video cameras, and here I am on a radio yeah, show. Right, I mean, right. But it, you know what? It forces you to use your imagination. Yes, that's, that's a good, good. Oh, I'm smelling a Twin Cities live now, segment. Uh, do, we, do we have the uh, magic uh, spheres? Oh, oh, uh, we'll yeah, do that yeah. a little later. Sure huh? we do. We'll sure do we that do. a little later. Yeah. Somebody stick around. You're going to have to participate <laughs> in the uh, Maybe somebody the young. magic. Yeah. Do you have any uh, uh, more cards? Is that, is that it for the cards? Uh, for, for now? On the radio? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, actually, I, I could do one more, but we'll see. Okay, we'll, we'll do one uh, in a little bit. Now, Manny. Yes, sir. I've told you about my magic trick. Okay. I went and saw, years ago, When We Were Kings. Yeah. The greatest documentary of all time yes, about, the, about the, uh, uh, the rumble in the jungle. And you know I love my guy, Muhammad And uh, Zaire. And I came home to my wife. I went to the lagoon in the afternoon and went and saw it. And I came home, and it was 5.15 at night. And I said, the one thing in my sports writing career that I regret is never spending any individual time in a small group with Muhammad Ali because he's such a character. Yep. I'd been at two mass press conferences with him, but, you know, that's like watching him on television. Yep. And... This is 5.15. At 6.15, the phone rang. It was Harvey McKay. 
And Harvey was, I'm not sure which book. It wasn't the first, was it? I think it was one of the, you know, the first Swim with the Sharks made him okay. uh, made him a best-selling uh, business uh, author. Mm-hmm. And this was maybe the second or third one, but he was having a big signing to kick off the book uh, right downtown at Barnes & Noble, right? And it was uh, Harvey and... With no communication between Harvey and I in a, in a while, he said, how would you like to spend some time with Muhammad Ali tomorrow? And, uh, you know, I said, uh, yeah, I would, but uh, this isn't a Like, joke. is this a serious this question? This isn't a prank. <laughs> so anyway, we were at what, the Radisson? It was at the uh, Radisson Plaza across the street on 7th from yes, the Barnes & Noble. From the Barnes & Noble, and okay. they, he had a room upstairs. And when I went to see him, uh, Honda was already up there doing tricks for, for Muhammad. Okay. And, of course, Muhammad loves the magic. And we got this. I was supposed to be a half hour. I was there over an hour, and you were there for hours. And Sid showed up, and, of course, he played a great trick on Sid by, <laughs> by acting as if he'd heard that Sid had issued a racial slur against him and he was going to punch him, which was... Uh, you're the guy who called Sid Hartman. You're the guy who called me up. And Sid's going, no, no, I wasn't. And he's got his uh, fist clenched. But anyway, but then, but then, Hondo was doing his tricks. But and Muhammad then, was looking at him with the big eyes, man. And, but uh, Muhammad's reply to Sid when Sid said, no, no, no. And Muhammad just goes, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and Harvey set that up because he wanted to pull a prank on, on Sid. Which one of your, uh, of, of the, all the things you did for Muhammad uh, dazzled him the most that day because you've uh, performed for him uh, other occasions? Well, he was just, uh, he was loving it all, but I think the highlight was when I engaged him as uh, a co-conspirator in, in magic and you were sitting at the table across the way and I said, I'm going to see if Muhammad Ali, much like we just did this trick where yeah. my voicemail said that. I said, yeah. Muhammad, I'm going to have Roycey and a couple other people pick a card. You're going to tell them what they picked. <laughs> and he, he wasn't speaking much, just kind of yeah. softly. Yeah. And he was like this, you know, the Parkinson's. And he goes, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. So I'd have them pick out a card. Uh-huh. And he wouldn't. Sh- and Muhammad would look in their eyes and he'd say, Four hearts, four hearts. And the person would turn it over, and it's the four hearts. <laughs> <laughs> he did it about seven times, and everybody wow. was going, what the heck? Yeah. It was really cool. Wow. Yeah, that was, uh, and then he, but at one of them, he did say, you are the devil. So he's, uh, <laughs> he was, uh, that, that was, was fun. Great. Hey, we'll uh, be back. We got Honda the Magician here and a wet day at the State Fair, but uh, the people who have stood out here are already amazed. All right, we're here with Hondo the Magician out on the porch in the rain. He can't make the rain go away, but he can uh, dazzle you uh, with his tricks. He just uh, did a card trick uh, when he called his own voicemail and told somebody what card they had in their hand. So uh, that was uh, rather fantastic. All right, who do we have here, Hondo? This is Michaela, right? Yes. From Hello. where? From where? From Prescott, Wisconsin. What? Okay, Michaela, come around a little more so the audience can be dazzled here. All right. Is this the first time you've participated in a magic show? Yes. 
Yes. It okay. Is. How much prep time did you get for knowing you're coming up here? Uh, oh, like Thirty seconds. seconds. Yeah. Five seconds. Five right. seconds. Were here you, it, here comes the trick. Okay, we have the two balls. Right. Uh, now, were you good in school? Yes. Okay. Uh, this is a. What causes that? What what scientific principle? Gravity. Correct. I was doing a show for 3M years ago, and the CEO was on stage. I said, what makes that fall? And he says, well, you let go of it. <laughs> and, and, and I said, whoa. And then their, their stock fell $5 the next day. Now, while we're talking, this ball here has disappeared, and now it's down here. Yeah, isn't that cool? Sure. <laughs> now, see, the opposite of gravity is what we call levitation. That's where something rises and comes up there. Now I've got two balls in the upper hand. Mm -hmm. right? You're watching, right? Yeah. Yes. But you're not seeing it, right? Right. Right, because it's on the radio. Yeah, oh, right. You're, you're here. You're yes, actually you're here. here yes. Let me see your hand. So that we're going to do a little KSTP ESPN 1500 live magic, squeeze tight. Now, you would agree you can feel that ball. Mm -hmm. I have one and you have one, right? All right. Now they say what makes life worth living is what we share with the people that matter. And Michaela, you matter to me so much. Yes. What do you got, babe? You got two balls. Ah, <laughs> take them back. <laughs> take them back. <laughs> so do you understand how that worked? No. Let me explain it. I have a third ball. Open your hand one more time. I give you these two. If these two go here and you close your hand, go ahead, turn it over. I'm going to take the third ball. Now, you can see the third ball here, right? Mm -hmm. If you see it here, it can't be in this hand, correct? But if I open my hand and it's gone, and if history repeats itself. Probably, yeah. 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 There it is. There it is. She now has three balls pop out of her hand. Folks at home, you should see this. Okay. Now, how many have I got here? Two. I'll do this one more time. If I put these two over here and put one in my pocket, how many have I got here? Probably three. Now you're catching yeah. on. All right. <laughs> yeah, right. So this one goes here. This one goes here. I, I got I to end this. So I put this one here. This one goes here. This one goes here. What's that leave here? Put one hand under. One. One hand here. One on top. All right. A little souvenir for you. Oh, sorry. There's nothing there. <laughs> Gone. Okay. The okay. balls have disappeared. Oh, okay. The balls have disappeared. All righty. Thanks, Michaela. Was All right. It, what did Thank you think you. of that? Did you, have a, did you enjoy that? Yes. Very impressive. What's your explanation? I don't have one. Magic. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's good. That's, that's the best that's very one. Good. Yes. Yes. Uh, and he, he's not going to explain it to us either. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for coming up. How's things in Prescott? You have to come to Minnesota for the state fair, though, right? Okay. All righty. What do you got there, Kenny? Kenny, have you seen a magic trick like that before? Mm -hmm. That's impressive seeing that live here at the Minnesota mm -hmm. State Fair. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Thank it, you. It, Thanks, Michaela. Uh, we're going to take a break. All right. There is Hondo the Magician has never talked uh, on the radio or anywhere else where he wasn't asked, how did you get into this as a math teacher? How did you get into this? Well, uh, when I was a teenager, I'd come to the state fair here, and uh, two things happened. One day, I saw a guy uh, selling magic decks at, under the grandstand. Uh, turns out a guy I got to know, uh, Larry Anderson, who became an actor and uh, was a pretty well-known magician in his own right. But in, when he was a young guy, he was selling and performing with a magic deck of cards. And so he would gather a crowd, and the whole point was 
you audience can all do these tricks if you'll just buy this deck for two dollars. <laughs> so I was. A, what I, was the deck? I mean, it, it, well, it's in the in, in the parlance of magicians, it's called a Svengali deck. Okay. And, uh, and it's one of those. Uh, oh, a deck. He was selling a deck of cards. Yes. Okay. He, he had boxes and boxes and boxes okay. of these cards that were purchased in bulk. And the whole point was you do you dazzle the crowd and everybody comes. You know. And then I learned that he had a three guys that would kind of go to every one of his little presentations, and they'd all be the first to buy. Hey, yeah, the, right. Like, like the Ginsu knives. Yeah, and right. One, once yeah. somebody buys, then all yeah. the people who are on the fence, they start pulling out their money. Yeah. And this guy made a killing. So I just was fascinated by that. That was, that was the first thing. And then the second thing, a classmate of mine when I was a student at Cretan, uh, he did a card trick one day at a party, and I, being a math guy, thought I should be able to figure it out. I wasn't. And uh, I just kept bugging him until one day he told me about the book he read. I went and bought the book. And I what said, was the book? How, did, how, how to Do Tricks with Cards. Okay, and that was... That, uh, that was the okay. title. Okay. And, and then five years later, I was fortunate to be in a magic store called Eagle Magic Store in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, and there was a guy named Al Schneider behind the counter who was a, a, a teacher. And I signed up for his classes, and that made the big difference. And the owner, Larry uh, Kalo, a good friend, uh, they're now down in Burnsville. And they're the, one of the oldest magic shops in the United States. Really? They're still there? Still in business. So uh, what, when, did you, when did this become your career? So I, became a high, I graduated from Winona State in 75, got hired at my five-year reunion at Creighton. And, and Len Horizon, the basketball coach, said, we have an opening in the math department. So I was introduced to Brother Basil, and Brother Basil called me in on a Monday morning. Where I said, to interview, I'll interview you if you want the job. So I go in the interview all nervous, and uh, he says, uh, you went here? I said, yes. And he says, you know how the school operates? I said, yes. He says, I asked a couple people about you, and they said good things. And I said, okay. And he goes, then that's good enough for me if you want the job. That was the interview. <laughs> now, Lenny was a math teacher, too, he? Wasn't was he? my math teacher. And had, right? had you had him, he would have explained to you what those lines were. I mean, yeah, he the taught geometry. geometry. He yeah. would have gotten me uh, yeah, got straightened you. out on uh, geometry. I so. Taught for, so I taught for nine years, and then uh, at, at in 84, um, I just decided to, you know, give it a shot. I thought, I wonder, I don't want to be at the end of my life and look back and wonder if I could have made it. Did so, you, uh, in those ensuing nine years there when you were still teaching, did you do it as a lark on weekends or what were you doing? Oh, sure. I was doing this uh, for private events. Companies were bringing me to their parties. Uh, there was a nightclub that uh, featured magic out on 494 and 100. Uh, at the time, it was called Daddy Daddy's or Daddy's Money, and they featured local magicians, and I was working there regularly. So, yes, I moonlighted. Which how long? How long before you... Uh, you would go to a, a place like that with a, with several magicians that you thought you were of that level. How long does it take to get to a acceptable entertainment level? Well, that's a great question because when you measure yourself against your peers, usually, at least in my case, I never felt like I measured up because I was always impressed by what other people could do. And it, my what sold me on my own ability was the uh, the reactions I got from the audience. Mm -hmm. So what I learned early on, if I was going to make a living at magic, it wasn't important that you could impress other magicians. It was important that you could impress the people who are going to be, you know, yes. your audience and who pay the bills. So uh, you don't do the big, big magic tricks. So your audience has got to be. You, you can't, it's hard to do the big room, isn't it? Well, I do the big room when they have video magnification. Okay. 
I did the Bloomington Convention Bureau had me do their annual uh, recognition event for 900 people uh, recently, and they They had the big the big screens. So, and I've been done them in Vegas for corporate events in front of 3,000 people with the big screens everywhere. But to answer your question, I'm not the kind of illusionist that you would see David Copperfield where you know cut the woman in half, you know, make people disappear. Uh, my, My rule of thumb is my my material has to fit in my my briefcases because I like to carry my act. Now, uh, your last time with Muhammad was at uh, again at a Harvey McKay party and uh, shortly before his uh, death. Right? That was down in Scottsdale, Arizona and uh, that turned out to be a two-part thing where the first part was the book signing and then that night uh, Harvey called me and he said uh, are you doing anything tomorrow at noon? And I said, no. And he said, well, Muhammad wants you to come to the house. So mm-hmm. Harvey and I went over to Muhammad Ali's house and sat down like this, and he wanted me to show him some card now, tricks. Now, so you, uh, the day before, you were at Harvey's book signing right. in Scottsdale. Actually, check that. It was a Super Bowl party that Har- yes, Harvey hosted right. at his house yes. and at a big audience there. And I did a show at the halftime, and the, the halftime performer in the Super Bowl was Prince. Mm-hmm. So at halftime, Harvey's got his whole crowd there, and he's, all right, Hondo, you're on. Well, Prince is about to perform <laughs> on TV. And I said to the audience, you guys sure you want to watch me? Prince is about to come on. Well, the average age at this party was about 70 years old. So they said, oh, no, no, we don't want to watch Prince. We want to watch you. <laughs> so they and turned Muhammad the TV voted, and Muhammad, Muhammad voted for you. Yeah, he sat in the front row and was just like a kid in a candy store watching. And so that was pretty And pretty then cool. the next day you went to the house and did he one-on-one and a, he, stuff? He and his wife uh, were there, and uh, Harvey and I went, and we just hung out with him and showed him some, some stuff. In That was pretty kind of hard to even fathom that I'm in the Muhammad Ali's house just doing How bad when, and when was he uh, when did he when he died then not too long after probably that, a few years two three years after oh, that really? I a few years was, later uh, I mean, that was a little more maybe might yeah. have been a little more yeah well yeah that had to be fun to because uh, uh, man alive he was uh, just from that hour I was there you know with him, the, the, the was, one uh, the one thing that I've probably told you this before but I love to repeat the story he, he was watching my magic and he says uh, you uh, you you think you're amazing? He says, I'm, I'm going to make a comeback. I said, what? He goes, I'm coming out of retirement. I said, yeah, who are you going to fight first? He goes, you. <laughs> <laughs> My heart started to race. I said, how do you think I'll do against you, champ? And he looks, looks me right in the eye, and he says, with all your jive, I take you in five. <laughs> yeah, right. I got one my own. Kind. I got a poem from Muhammad Manny. That was pretty cool. He That's used awesome. that before. Hey, we'll be back. One la- now we need a somebody out in listener land for this one. This is going to be another remote card uh, experience. So with a full deck of cards. With a full deck of cards. Somebody with a full deck of cards and a few. And a real ability to follow instructions, call 651-646-8255 right now, and we'll try to do this remotely. See, a full full deck of cards. Hopefully we can get this trick done. We got Paul from St. Paul on the phone. Uh, Give him his instructions, uh, Mr. Hondo. How you doing, Paul? Good, how are you? Good, man. You got a deck of cards in front of you? I do. It's like a brand new deck, actually, so I suppose they need to be shuffled a bit. Yeah, mix them up real quick, because if it's a brand new deck, it's a little too easy for me. 
<laughs> he needs a challenge. <laughs> Got to challenge him. I mean, this is not a real trick, folks. This is more of an experiment. So if it works, great. If it doesn't, well, we've had a good time yeah, anyway. Right. All right, you, you ready? Doug, yep. is it Doug? Uh, Paul. 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 Sorry, Paul. Paul. All right, you got it mixed up, Paul? Yep. All right, do me a favor. You got a joker in there. You want a joker? Or is uh, that a jack? Did the joker jack. be in there? I don't know. It's possible. All right, I, got all right. rid of, I got rid of the joker. Okay, there great, two. great. So do me a favor. Uh, cut less than half of the cards and turn them face up in front of you so you'll have two piles. One face up, one face down. Uh, and I want you to look at the face up card on the smaller of the two piles. Can you do that? Yep. All right, and anytime you're confused, stop me. All right, memorize your card. You got it? Yep. All right, now, sh before you do this, I'm going to have you do what we call a dovetail shuffle, riffle shuffle. I want you to shuffle the face-up cards completely into the face-down cards so that the face-down cards fall first and last. So all of the face-up cards go inside the face-down cards. Can you do that? Yeah, I'm doing it now. All right, great. Well, let me know when you're done. Okay, I'm done. All right, cut the deck in half and complete the cut. Okay. Now. So you cut the deck in half, and then you put the one half on top of the other half. Right, correct. Okay. Right. Now, here's what I'm going to have you do. I'm going to have you deal cards one at a time at a, at a constant pace in front of you and name the face-up cards when you encounter them. Can you start? Okay. Go ahead. Um, two hearts. One minute, boys. Go fast. Um, ace of spades, three of spades, two of spades, ace of diamonds, king of hearts, ace of clubs, king of clubs, queen of hearts, queen of clubs, king of diamonds, queen of diamonds, jack of diamonds, jack of clubs. 30 seconds. King of Spades, ten of, ten of Diamonds, Queen of King of Spades, Ten of Clubs, Nine of Diamonds, that's it. That's your whole deck? The face-up, yes. Yeah, but but you did you deal every card, or did you just go quickly to the face-up cards? Quickly through the face-up. Yeah. All right, we're going to be right back on hey. uh, the Ride with Royce hey, live Paul. from the Minnesota State Fair. We'll be back in five seconds. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change. 